Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to Textroverts, the podcast exploring the how behind the who of people working in tech. My name is Martina Simon and I am your host. This podcast covers anything but the job. We introduce the guest, move on to the buzz wheel, a letter number randomizer that determines the questions I'll ask, and we close with sage advice about careers in the industry. Plug in. We're recording. Sol, over to you. Hi, Martina. My name is Sol. I work for Analog Folk. My job there is Director of Strategic Services. I lead strategy across our brand and CX division to invent new futures for our clients. Sol hasn't done himself justice. I mean, strategic <laughs> services is definitely his title. Sol presented to my team a short while ago, and he is the brains behind a lot of the brawn. I'm so keen to dig into who he is as a person because I love the way he thinks. As you guys know, there's a bank of 520 questions that I like to call the buzzwill. Sol will give me a letter between A and Z, and there are 20 topics, so I'll need a number between 1 and 20. Sol, a letter and a number combo, please. Uh, S19. S19. 19 is the topic of sport. The question under S is, where were you during the UEFA Euro 2020 final between Italy and England? I was at home with my wife and both my children. It was Mm. the pivotal moment my wife became a football fan. (laughs) I love that you've made that point because I feel like the whole country became patriots on acid and then we didn't win. It was gutting. My son was crying. I was upset. After the final, when the lads lost and the penalties didn't go in, the news got a bit horrible in terms of the backlash that some of the sport got. I was super disappointed when that happened, that we could come together and be so beautiful as a nation in the run-up. And then when we lose, it all was everybody turning against each other and it became a whole race issue. And I think Southgate did a fantastic job of trying to sort of marshal that. And as a football fan, how did you feel about the country then? I do remember when I think it was Saka, he missed the penalty. Mm. And obviously there was disappointment that we were out. Mm. But I knew that then, you know, given the news over the last few years, actually, the various different players getting racial abuse, I knew that was going to happen. That's really sad just to know with some inevitability and certainty that you can be united, but you're united on a set of preconditions. And it's just super, super sad that you can, as a nation, progress so much together. And then in an instant, that progression is lost and falls away. It just shows that there's still a long way to go in terms of sport and football and humanity and as a nation to move forward. It's a cultural thing and we've got to keep calling it out. I think it comes down to really strong leadership as well. The way Gareth Southgate responded to that, he was a fantastic model of when you lead from the back during the times the people who are best at the jobs are doing them and lead from the front when they need your support. He spoke out immediately. He called it out. He looked after the squad. He was visible on every news outlet that wanted him. The worst thing is when Things are happening and we've got loads of people in government, I won't mention names, who when we're relying (laughs) on people to speak and advocate and they fall away. Yeah, absolutely. And the point about leaders and role models is excellent because you need that in every industry to inspire. Maybe I inspire people from Indian, Pakistani backgrounds because Mm -hmm. I'm here. I didn't have that when I came into the industry. So I I definitely believe in that. One thing that Gareth Southgate has said that the England team represents our modern identity. 
And I think that's a really powerful thing for us as uh, football fans to hold on to is like, this isn't just a bunch of players. They represent our future identity and future mm-hmm. modes of success. And the more inclusive football gets, it's a reflection of the identity that we have. You've got to do more these days, I think, than just be there. You do have to speak about things and you do have yes. to be the voice for people, right? The power in them hearing you stand up for things completely resonates with me as a Black woman. I think it's really interesting what you said because just being there was kind of the first mode of me getting into the industry. I just wanted to survive and thrive in this place. But now we're in a position where we can survive, thrive and talk. And and I think that's a big shift that's happened over the last five, six years. It's not just about getting in and fitting in. It's actually being yourself and representing your background culture in the right way. You only get the equity when you actually balance the scales. So don't just have us in rooms, give us microphones to say things as well. (laughs) And that's, yeah, we're not tokens. That was quite powerful when we started with football. You see how it unifies? (laughs) Soul, another letter and number, please. X, 10. 10 is the category of fashion. The question under X is, will return to office cause you to invest in new clothes? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I would say with clothes, wearing what you like and what you feel you look good in always brings a set of confidence. I am a massive sneakerhead, so I will want to match my outfit to my sneakers. sneakers. I'm going to assume Jordans, but I could be wrong. So what kind of brand of sneaker are you into? Definitely Jordans. I knew it. You look like a Jordans fella. When I wear them, I feel good. And I think definitely now going into the office. um, There's a reason to get doled up. Yeah, it's a treat. It's a (laughs) treat. It is. You've got to respect a brand that they've not had to reinvent the wheel their entire existence (laughs) because they just add a new color or material to the hill and then sell it for a hundred quid. It's like that. You've won at life when you can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, must create the next night (laughs) on the list. So this has been such a treat for me. I'd love you to bring us home with the final letter and number combo, please. G, seven. Seven is the topic of aspirations. The letter G is the format of quote. And in this one, I'm going to read the quote that we have in here. And then you're just going to tell me what you think. Okay. A year from now, you may wish you started today. Discuss. So many things come to mind. One that I've not kicked off yet to build an app. I'd love to be able to do it. I just need to sit down and get on with it. What's holding you back? What's holding me back? Well, I know you've got a life and you're a dad and you've got kids and a wife. All of that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not suggesting you reevaluate your life by any means, but what is the thing that's stopping you from being able to make that change? The reality is I really enjoy what I do as a job. I really enjoy spending time with my family. I really enjoy collecting sneakers. It's just I haven't opened up the time slot. (laughs) You're having too much fun. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) So many interesting things to do. If you have me on the show again in, say, a year's time, I'd love to be able to say, Martina, look, I've built it. and this That's is accountability. So yeah. hang on a minute. Let's just say 2024, we had this chat again. What percentage out of 100 is the probability that you think you'd have started or completed this project, Sol? I think it's going to be about 75%. That's promising. You're probably surrounded by a lot of people that could support in terms of their talents and capabilities. Designers, developers. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Even just getting a prototype up, that's something that I could just give a go myself. One thing I haven't mentioned is I study software engineering. So I've got ah. 
Ah. I did computer science and then I went into data and analytics. Then I went into brand strategy. And now I'm in a place where I'm using all those skills at some point. I think I might give it a go myself first. That resonates with me where I've deep dived and dabbled in roles where I'm building dashboards, analyzing data and analytics, and then kind of like adapting brand strategy. And I do think it gives a nice vantage point of what needs to go into an idea, but also you can make the idea a good one. So whatever you go on to create, I feel that is really promising. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you you see, I say you've got a superpower, right? You know, the data and the creativity, like that's, that's rare. Although we talk about it a lot, people are afraid of data. It can be a bit scary, especially in this day and age. But, yeah, I um, so. I, yeah, I like to consider it a superpower. I feel, yeah, yeah, Wonder Woman ain't got shit on me. No, <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to catching up in a year, so, and then potentially hearing about okay. the details of this app. So I'm holding you accountable so you, now. You're going to hold me to, oh, I'm okay. holding you accountable. All right. <laughs> this has been absolutely fantastic. Thank you for being so generous with, it's been great. Um, thank you, and, and for deep diving with me a little bit into your life. This is the segment where I hand over the mic to the guest to give what I call sage advice that has helped spur them along in their really successful career or something from their personal life even that's helped them during tumultuous times. Don't pigeonhole yourself into necessarily one box connected to what we were just talking about. You know, developing a bunch of superpowers. You might be good at brand, data, creativity writing you know have a lot of passion points because when you have you can connect the dots better and come up with better ideas and better solutions that's really been the key driver for me because i've jumped from different careers but having all those different sets of knowledge and almost Mm. like deep generalism jack of all trades kind of says you don't know anything deeply i think Mm. it's like you know lots of things deeply deeply, yeah yeah there's no reason not to these days Mm. You realize that you hit a ceiling in a certain job and you either have to try and break through that ceiling or go around it. And that's what I did. I'd hit the ceiling and go, well, I was just young and impetuous. So I'd go, right, I'm going to do something (laughs) else. I'm going to go there and apply my data knowledge to that Mm. skill. So I'm going to go into brand and figure out how to use data there. It takes time to build experience and knowledge. But what I would say is if you do hit a blocker, and you think you know you're right and you think you're better and you know more, then believe in that. Either break through it or do it somewhere else. Don't let anyone hold you back. There's a lot of people that will disagree with you or tell you that you're, you know, it's not relevant what you know or what you can do. The reason they're telling you that is because it's convenient. And convenience is the enemy of right. Oh, that was really philosophical. <laughs> that was really super philosophical. philosophical and a tad existential as well. Like being yeah, the best you can be. No, what I happened? love that. <laughs> This is Textroverse, baby. (laughs) So that was powerful. Wise words from a wise man. I've really enjoyed this chat. I can't wait for people to hear it. Thank you so much for your time. And I'll speak to you in a year about that app. All right. (laughs) Okay. Thank you, Martina. It was a pleasure. Thank you.